Mm. What? What's the? Hmm. This is gonna. <laughs> this is the cold medicine talking. <laughs> is Claire still sick? Yeah, I have. I have acute bronchitis. Um, <laughs> is that? In my head, I was like, I really thought I ate for a second. In my head, I was like, oh, what's it called when the sun and the moon are in the sky at the same time? And I was like, I think the that's day. Just day. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but there is like a, a word for. I'm pretty sure when you can see the moon during the day, there's like a word for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What it, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. What it or is. like, I think there should be a lot of things that are related to the phase of the moon. So we have like waxing, waning. So like. Yeah, there was no like blue moon. Yeah. Or. Squirrel moon. Squirrel moon. There, there are all kinds of moons. We had a worm mu- moon earlier this year. I just year. thought about the colors. Like when it's like extra, when it's like pink uh, or a blood, blood moon. Blood, blood moon. moon. Blood moon. Would not be bad. That would, that That'd would be, be what, when Renesmee and Jacob have a weird baby <laughs> just like it's like a sims 10 generation thing where it's like each generation gets like uh, welcome to fine pairings i'm grace i'm claire we're both sick <laughs> nice i'm i'm not i've gotten over my sickness but i was sick last week and claire's sick this week hooray um ill Yay. as in cool but not also sick but also sick <laughs> as in cool as in but cool also sick. but also but also diagnosable so <laughs> but also what diagnosable oh di- <laughs> i just i was trying to think of a way that would you know separate my what's my, my diagnosing cool- stock how sick, sick am, am i, I? <laughs> and they would be like you're off the charts you're somewhere between like a kickflip and an alley <laughs> i'll be like oh i'm pretty sick then. that's pretty sick <laughs> Oh, thank you. Those I, are so w- I wish Ugh. my urgent care doctor, when he came in with my results, was like, "Guess what? You're a full ollie now." <laughs> and I would be like, "Like a full 360 <laughs> kickflip." I don't know. I don't like, know any skater moves. Me neither. I'm not a skateboarder. <laughs> it's one of the few things I have not tried. Uh, anyway, yes. So, hello. This week we are doing historical AU, Woo-hoo. which originally was the tithe. Yes. Star Wars fan or Star yeah, Star Wars fanfic. I'm not sure if I'm not sure what you search barred to find that one. That I, was maybe our third episode. Yeah. I th- I I don't know. I don't know. I definitely can't remember now. It could have been historic like historical AU is a tag. Yeah, it's I just like a little broad. I, I don't think I did. In the same way that our other like historical one is that Parks and Rec fic. Mm. Um and for oh, both fair, I yeah. just found them organically. Maybe I did so maybe I did something. But that has been lost to the sands of time <laughs> and, and my my cold medicine adult brain. Good. So <laughs> I think I just was looking for something different. Yes. So uh, knowing that there was like a wide breadth of possibilities, uh, I decided to get a little more specific. And for I, I have to assume it was because Bridgerton is so popular. I was like, let's try Regency AU, like Regency Ooh. era. Yeah. And okay, so outside of like Bridgerton, which is already a Regency AU, like that was the biggest one. Do you have any guesses as to what fandom was the most popular fandom to police in a Regency AU? Because my mind was confused. Hmm. What would your natural inclination be to be like, these are the types of people that fit in a ball? <laughs> that, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's tricky. Because I didn't have any... I was like, this is going to be super random. It's going to be like very small yeah. per fandom. Huh. I would... Um, Gossip Girl. Hilarious. No. Um, <laughs> for 
reasons that I ended up asking multiple authors about. Yuri on Ice. What? <laughs> was the most popular fandom in Regency AU. Sure, and sure, the dancing. Part of that. Yes, I think. Okay. And so like outside of that, just what I know about like having watched like one season of Yuri is that like actual ice skating, there is a lot of like dramatic flair and like the drama, the personal dilemma drama and the like pomp and circumstance of ice skating. So it, in that way, it did make sense. I was like, you know, I get this. So I was like, okay, well, I got to do Yuri on Ice. And then for some other reason in that pair of things was also ABO. It was a lot of Regency AU, Yuri on Ice, ABO universe. So we're just like getting our heat cycles mid-ball? No. <laughs> what it was. And this is, um, this will bring in one of the authors that, the our author that we end up using, was that I, I asked, I was like, I've been looking through this tag and I'm seeing a lot of ABO, Yuri on Ice, Regency AU. Do you have any clues as to why? And they were like, I think it's probably because we want the customs of what was heterosexuality. Like we want like these this one group, which was men and this one group, which was women. And there's a very clear like, I am courting you. This is your place. But we didn't want it to be straight. So ABO was like a natural way to keep some of that like courtships sure. yeah. and like drama but l- having gay couples. Okay. So I was like, you know what? It's like it's like light ABO. It's like that. It's okay, like okay. you are the the this one and I am the this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I was like, you know what? Now that you explained it that way, because yeah, no one's like getting their heats in the middle of anything or like there's not a lot of talk about like what genitals anybody has. It's just like men and women are another thing. <laughs> and we're jumping into this side of paradigm yeah, 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 of yeah. Omega Alpha. So our actual fic today is I reached out to two different authors. They both got back to me and they both um, provided some good insight. So I'm going to and they both are like the one of the reasons that Yuri on Ice uh, is so big in Regency AU. It's like three authors. They just have written a lot. <laughs> and the one today that I reached out to was Seventh Star uh, with a fic called Country Dances, Country Boys. <laughs> Oh, because Yuri is fulfilling the role of kind of a Elizabeth Bennett, okay. where it's like a poor pick for the Duke in this universe. Oh, sure. Which is yeah. not Pride and Prejudice, but like yeah. that's tied in to this business. And so when I reached out, uh, yes. Yeah, so this is from, uh, like I said, author Seventh Star, who uh, goes by she, her pronouns. Twitter is also star is star of seventh Tumblr Nao 3 r seventh star. In real life, they're in the medical field, which is right. I was like, this is like an interesting um, like we always expect like, you know, writery type yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, medical field is kind of like. You know, a what different a, side of the track for <laughs> yeah. What a great way to blow up for steam, us, right? And oh, they're also a first generation American, so <gasps> just like a Exciting. cool, like you know, good representation <laughs> of of different authors. So they started reading and writing fic in middle school after a friend showed them like one of the old old Harry Potter archives, like when it used to not be when it was its own thing. I think it was um Sugar Quill is what the one they went to. That was one of the many forums at at the time. She says, "I've always been introverted and had trouble." fitting in, especially in high school. So writing fanfic became both an escape and a way of processing the complicated feelings of adolescence. And I've been writing ever since. <laughs> then I'm also going to shout out the the other writer because they also said I could read their fic and the, the uh, seventh star just got back to me first. <laughs> so I'm sorry. This is uh, the other author is uh, Linison or Linison, L-I-N-I-S-E-N. Um, and they have a many Uri Anais Regency AU ABO fics. 
as well. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll have um, a, a graveyard season of all of the fix that almost Didn't made make it, it. Yeah. yeah, right? Or um, uh, I would also not be terribly surprised if either of these authors have written smut in this category. So like that mm. could maybe be something that ends up on the Patreon later. <laughs> we haven't done that much ABO. I think we've only done one. Yeah, probably. Which like for how much I run into it is surprising. I feel like it comes up like every other week sometimes. Um, anyway, our drink. So I was looking up Regency era cocktails and like there, I mean, there like isn't, I'm sure there is, but like my precursor research did not bring that much. And so instead I found this, um, it was Bridgerton related to be like, this is what you could drink at a Bridgerton premiere, blah, blah, blah. And it's called a spilled tea because mm. they are spilling, spilling tea, tea at these balls <laughs> about the scandal of yeah. the county. And it is, the tea I had, it's some kind of ginger tea to start us off with our palate. I'm sure there are many varieties. Uh, mine comes from Tivana, I'm pretty sure. With uh, 1.5 ounces of bourbon of your choice, a dash of orange bitters, a, I think that's it, <laughs> the tea, and um, squeeze like an orange and then express the orange to really get some of the orange aromas and then an orange slice on top to like really keep Ooh, the aromas. Yes. This so, look good. I've not tried it yet, um, so I hope it is not bad. Ooh, it needs, I think I would go and put some like sugar. Yeah, it needs some like honey yeah. or. Ooh, a, yeah, a little bit of honey in this would be good. So I think mm-hmm. add some honey on your own yeah. time. It's not bad. It's cooled a little bit, but like yeah. it's still pretty. The flavor, the flavor is good, but yeah, I think there needs to be. I think I might, I don't have a spoon. I think I can't tell if the bourbon is maybe sunken because I can't taste it, which makes me worried that it's all at the bottom. <laughs> I can taste it. I can only taste the tea. It's kind of like a, the bourbon's kind of like a mid-tone it like tastes like tea and then there's kind Mm. of like a non oh yeah it's just like really like at the bottom of the palate yeah 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 no this is good this is giving me real um like christmas punch kind of vibes only Mm, in the sense of like when they put like the poker in the punch yeah and i wanted a little like not not quite mulled wine but like one it's like getting colder also we're kind of sick but also like balls feel Christmassy even when they're not I don't I can't remember if the one in the fic is like themed in any specific way um but also Yuri on Ice is obviously like got ice and cold and like has kind of that like wintry <laughs> feel to it at times yeah, even yeah, though it's yeah. not seasonal specific at all so yeah oh I was gonna ask you because you know Pride and Prejudice uh significantly more than I do how many times have you read Pride and Prejudice um has it been more than once you've yes. seen it many times yeah well and it, it depends on if you also count like i read pride prejudice and zombies mm-hmm. um i haven't read pride and prejudice that many times maybe like four or five that's still quite a lot like in a good way okay so and this was oh this was the other reason i brought this one is because um i didn't really think about it but i really liked it once i was reading it is that a big part of this fic is that it's a pov outsider fic which means the whole story takes place from like two outside characters watching the main action happen Mm. and like talking around it which Mm. i was like originally kind of like oh well then i'm not really getting what's going on with the characters but like it seems really in the vein of like regency gossip no i see that i was like you know (laughs) this actually is really very funny so the main characters are Miss Bingley, which yep. I believe is from Pride and Prejudice, and Miss Withers, mm-hmm. who's also from Pride and Prejudice, um, possibly. 
I don't remember Miss Withers. Miss Bingley is like because there are also some OC characters, so I yeah. was not able to parse oh, sure. um, who was who. Because Miss Bingley's probably um, Mr. Bingley's sister, and he's the one who marries Jane, who's yes. Elizabeth's older yes. sister. Yes, I think um, just like scrolling back through the tags, I think the uh, Mrs. Withers or Miss Withers and Miss Bingley are both unmarried and therefore not excited no. <laughs> that another Duke has been betrothed and taken their chances off the wheel. So this is Country Dances, Country Boys by Seventh Star. What a crush this is, Miss Bingley, 26 and nearly on the shelf, giggled behind her fan. Her companion, the equally conniving and equally unmarried Miss Withers, flicked her fan as to display her tiny wrists, her best feature, to best advantage. Quite a ball, but then Lady Bara Novskaya assured me it would be. So Uranus is um is an anime, so there's Japanese names, but also um there's like Russian characters because it's ice skating. Yes. So <laughs> just a heads up, we're getting all all types of names. Best of luck. Best of luck to me with the Russian names. I do adore her. Her townhouse is exquisitely decorated. It is nothing to her family estate. Having both managed to allege a greater connection to their host than was warranted, seeing as neither of the two could even boast of a conversation with the formidable Lady Baranovskaya longer than quarter of an hour, both ladies turned to their favorite pastime, gossip. I heard that the Duke is coming back to town this season. There was no question of which Duke it was, for only one of the current Dukes in the town was young and handsome and sufficiently scandalous. Indeed. I suppose we must have finally tired. He must have finally tired of country living, not to mention his country groom. The bitterness in the two women's voices could not be concealed. Both Miss Bingley and Miss Withers had set their caps at Duke Nikiforov. That's what we were going with. <laughs> I am they call him Victor. I don't hear his name that much. It's just That's Russian. Fair. That's fair. Nikiforov in the past, and both of them had been rebuffed. So they're both, they've been slighted by this Duke. They had good dowries, middling connections, and practiced fashionable manners. Yet, the Duke had paid them no attention. Instead, had flirted outrageously, outrageously, with a poor nobody from who knows where, and had had the ill breeding to marry him instead. His parents are innkeepers, if you can believe it. To think that an alpha of his status, well, a lower class Omega will certainly have his charms. In the library, in broad daylight even. (laughs) I do hope somebody has told the poor thing that married Omegas do not wear sheer gowns. Do you think he frequents a modest or does he sew his own? Miss Bing, right? Like, he's so poor, he's going to have to sew. And also, like, one of the things that uh, Seven Star noted was also that, like, similar to how, like, everyone kind of knew the rules of, like, Regency courtship, everyone kind of, like, has made their own rules for ABO. And so that's a nice way to just, like, plug in pieces. In this side of the universe, Omega's dress in like gowns like dress femme yeah, okay. <laughs> and the alphas i think all of them i only saw really the the duke dress as the the men okay. and they all like dance together <laughs> in that way good to, i think differentiate between them i don't know um yeah so like real burn they're being real real dicks <laughs> wow that dress looks handmade i don't think he could even afford a seamstress <laughs> Ooh, you're, you're right. You're right. Country bumpkin. What a, what a charming idea. I hope they know that you should purchase your gowns and I not make them I assume that yourself. was like a slut joke was like, well, these like lower class people have their charms in that they'll sleep with you. I think that's what the joke is, but I don't know enough about this time period. It's entirely possible that was the joke. Because yeah, they say something about being in broad daylight and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. This could be all reference to the other part of the fic as well. 
Miss Bingley, Lady Gastonbury, who was only 19 and blind to the super, superciliousness of others, grasped her arm in excitement. I have just seen Duchess Nikiforov in the receiving room. Oh, his gown is to die for, she leans in. His wrap is fringed in emeralds. Emeralds? Really? It must have cost a fortune. The Duke must love him exceedingly. I hope I may have the chance to speak to him tonight so I can ask who made it. How vulgar, Miss Withers said, her voice trembling with envy. Her shawl was a dull olive color with a bit of silver embroidery, and when her uncle saw the bill from the modiste, it's not like a, it's a dressmaker. dressmaker. Okay, am I saying it right? Yeah, modiste. Perfect. <laughs> he, there's so many cultural names and words. This person is smarter than me. He withheld her allowance for three months. Is the Duke with him? Lady Gastonbury sighed with pleasure. <sighs> he is, and they match. Match? They were like, they're both wearing oh, little emerald pieces. I didn't know what the, I assume the sheer gown thing is either like, either a Regency era thing or an Omega thing, and I don't know which. Because like, literally sheer? Like, I can see your whole crotch, or like, what? Like, what level? <laughs> what do you mean sheer? Like, and why would the people, the unmarried people are showing off their physique, would be my assumption? And then once you're married, that's improper? I don't know. Like how slutty teenagers can wear slutty things, and once you're married, you can't wear that? That's my guess. I don't know. I don't know which we're on i didn't i didn't ask enough questions i thought it would be weird to be like tell me about this one line what do you mean <laughs> break this down for me write a thesis if you could write a thesis of why the sheer gown it's probably just like a okay here's my here's my stretch guess yes um is that so if we tie in the comment of you know how those country omegas country folk just do whatever well and they have their ha- they have their appeal perhaps some of it is mm-hmm. that that you would be very innocent in the sense that you aren't aware of societal standards oh, which true. would which it's would like make relax relaxation from them yeah culture. so it's so it's both appealing to like retreat mm. from society and talk with them but then also when then you pull them into society it's probably like on some level fun like oh you don't know you're supposed to use the the farthest fork first Cute. That's so cute. Uh, The gown can't be sheer. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's probably something, it might be something like that too, where they're like, it's like, well, sheer is pretty, but you like wouldn't wear it to a gown. If you're married. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when um, people in like like 2009 were all writing fics that were like, I've never even heard of One Direction. And then One Direction came to my coffee shop and I was like, who are you? And they were like, wow, a girl so refreshing that doesn't know who we are. Right. (laughs) Breezy. That's why I'm going to marry her. Breezy to the max. Love it. Love it. She Makes likes me sense. for me. He did, she didn't even know I was a duke. How funny. How funny. <laughs> Miss Bingley and Miss Withers both pursed their lips. Both of them were thinking identical thoughts. Why him and not me? Miss Bingley had never even touched an emerald, and to lose the duke to Mr. Katsuki on top of the indignity of little Eliza Bennett and Mr. Darcy's wedding was more than she could bear. So this is like a full crossover. <laughs> we're not Bennett and Darcy. We're just next to them adjacent do you suppose he is really wearing emeralds on his wrap miss withers asked he must be with well you know what miss bingley lost in thoughts of how well miss caroline darcy would have sounded would have sounded good i'm sure it does sound nice if he has any sense he'll have an air at once while his charms are fresh indeed although i shudder to think what their children would look like Someone gasped behind them. Mrs. Bingley and Withers both turned, mortified that they had been overheard, although their concern for their reputations were greater than any sympathy they might have had for the former Yuri Katsuki and his feelings. But they were in possession of a dubious kind of luck. The sudden frenzy in the ballroom was not due to their abominable manners. The Duke and Duchess had just made their way into the room, and they were every bit as enviable as the excitable Lady Gallistonbury had made them seem. The two Lady Omegas fled for the dressing room with an alacrity that thin excuses pouring unheard from both their lips. 
There, they refreshed themselves and arranged their hair more becomingly in the mirrors and made themselves agreeable to Lady Jersey, whose civilities were so cold as to leave the two in no doubt of the odds of either of them gracing the halls of Almack in the near future. It was in this state, both ladies attending to their fans and gloves, that they were met with yet another opponent, one Mr. Pichit Chalinat, who was another ice skater from Urian Ice. Pichi dressed cunningly and shocked in scarlet despite being unmarried, fan in hand and smile Peachy, wide. Pichi, no. Pichi, no. <laughs> Can't wear scarlet. You're unmarried. You're, you're just a little Omega <laughs> flouting around. Miss Bingley, Miss Withers, how do you do? Very well, and you? Oh, me? I'm fine and very glad to be at a ball. Yes, it can be so difficult to score invitations into the homes that matter if one's connections are obscure, Miss Withers said. You are so right, Miss Withers. But I hope that this year Lady Jersey will have mercy on you, even if your uncle is a coal merchant. <laughs> I only received my voucher recently, so there's no cause for alarm on your part. Just like a little backhanded. If you little shit. The idea that Peachy, who actually made his living by running a theater rather than depending on an alpha relative, oh. could be admitted to Almax while she Peachy could is not. making their own money? How I grotesque. Write for an Omega? Uh, that is uh, a scandalo. That's uh, why he's wearing Scarlet. He's like, I've married myself. I'm just living my life. I am a Scarlet Omega now. I am a beautiful, uh, independent Omega. <laughs> who has a, uh, an occupation of their very own. Ah. Peachy, who actually made his living by running a theater rather than depending on an alpha relative, could be admitted to Almax while she could not, struck Miss Withers as entirely dumb. If she could have gotten into her carriage and gone home at that very moment, she would have. It was clear all the Beaumont had gone quite mad. As it was, she was left to hide behind Miss Bingley, who was made of sterner stuff. I'm so glad that the Duchess was able to obtain a voucher for you, Mr. Chalanon. Does he also have permission to dance the waltz this year? Does it matter? Nikki Forov, excuse me, the Duke, says that Yuri swore to obey him, not Lady Jersey. And as far as he is concerned, Yuri may waltz as much as he pleases as long as he does not stand up with anyone but his husband. Mr. Shelnant laughed. Forgive my rudeness. Since we are practically brothers now, he insists I do not need to stand on formality. I would never abandon my manners over something as slight as a friendship. The distinction of classes must be preserved. Before any more barbs could be flung, for the dressing room had emptied as the other Omegas left, lest they be bloodied in the crossfire, the door swung open to admit the subject of their conversation. The Duchess, Yuri Nikiforov, stepped into the room. His gown was dark blue with embellishments that sparkled in the light and that wound down the bodice towards the skirt enticingly. The gloves he wore were dark as well and leather, but rather than being loose as was currently all the rage, they were fitted like a second skin from fingertip to bicep. A tiara of silver lapis lazuli flowers set in it was atop his black hair. Around his neck and wrists were jewels, fat sapphires with red rubies as attendants, every gem sparkling like the eyes of a maiden in love. Aww. I know, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. He's <laughs> so his, cute. With his flower gem tiara, <laughs> like it's so leather gloves. That one, I didn't know what was going on there. Are they, they were dark? Yeah, they gotta be like brown or black leather. Right. And have you done some historical costume research? Yes. I feel like you have. What is a loose glove? I don't understand how it would stay on your um, arm. I think it's not as loose as your thinking mm. because like i think instead of it like i think it there would just be bunching more instead of being mm. like a like smooth slouchy. line yeah so more like a like a slouch like you remember when slouchy boots were in yes oh you know so probably still mm. like uh like fit up on your bicep but then like mm. would mm -hmm. maybe kind of pull more on your wrist or maybe like a little more yeah a little more um like a ruching yeah. bunching kind of okay. look no one would ever mistake him for an innkeeper's son 
he could have passed for the fey protagonist of a ballad of old. Mrs. Bingley and Withers were all agape as he shut the door behind them. Peachy, Yuri, your dress! What of it? Duchess Nikiforov asked. Vitya said that it was fine. Duke Nikiforov would never say anything to you. He is completely helpless. Are you wearing dancing pumps tonight, I hope? He is not, he said, without any real conviction. And of course I am. It only happens once. He appeared to notice the other two occupants for the first time. How do you do? Very well. Both of them managed. Very well. (laughs) I assume Yuri is just like, I'm just having a good time. He's kind of dumb. Good for (laughs) him. He's kind of silly. That's what you got to be to be a duchess. Especially if you don't really know any of these people. You're just like, I'm just here with my husband having a good time with my jewels. I'm looking great. Very good. Yes. Yuri bowed very slightly. Peachy, come here. Captain Giacometti wants to meet you. Is he the one whose tailor needs to loosen his pantaloons? What? I don't know. I think it's a dick joke. Does sound like a dick joke. It sounds like or it f- sounds like Yuri's trying to hook Peachy, his new brother-in-law, up with this big dicked man. <laughs> I think. Again, didn't ask for a thesis about this fic, even though clearly I need one. Dicked up on a Saturday night. He's dicked up on. A- but then also, okay. But here's the next comment, which I also don't understand. I'm not smart enough for this fic. Is he the one whose tailor needs to loosen his pantaloons? He's Swiss. Is the answer to that? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> maybe maybe the Swiss pants are just are just looser. I don't oh, know. like he's trying to say like, oh no no no, I just meant he just is that's the Swiss fashion. Yeah, maybe Swiss fashion is tighter pants. So now that he's or in looser England, pants. he's got to wear looser oh, pants. Yeah. Or maybe it's a dick joke. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably both. If you insist, Mister Chalinant gave the ladies a final nod before following the Duchess out the door. Well, I never, Miss Withers said, after some moments had passed and she found that there was no criticism she could make of the Duchess's clothes or a dress. He made her look positively ancient by comparison. <laughs> Quite, Miss Bingley agreed. <laughs> They're just mad. <laughs> they have nothing to complain about. They exchanged significant looks. For all that they were women of mean morals and scant sympathy, their kinship with one another was real. They felt that the other alone truly understood their plight. They had been brought up too high to be satisfied with a husband without every mark of social success, but their ancestors' bent for trade had ruined their chances through no fault of their own. Side by side, they slipped back into the ballroom, proper, and took up their places to await gentlemen and lady alphas who would seek their hands for the first set. In this, they were not disappointed. Partners made themselves known to them quickly, and when the ball opened, they were off. In this manner, the first half of the ball proceeded very nicely. Miss Bingley, while she had not yet found a promising alpha to set her cap at this season, was never without a partner, and was asked to dance by alphas who knew their steps and who appreciated her command of the modern languages. Miss Withers, too, never had to sit out of a dance, and furthermore, her first partner could not stop looking at her, and returned to claim her again for the supper set. The only fly in the ointment for these two ladies was that every dance was danced by Duchess Nikiforov. This would have been shocking enough, as the ball was being hosted by his aunt by marriage, and he ought to have been acting as a hostess. But as he was a newlywed and inexperienced besides, he might have been forgiven for this misstep. Miss Bingley might have even condescended to pity him for it. But his partner in every set was his own husband, the Duke, who was more attentive to him than he was his own manners. More than one Omega had hoped to have a dance... Uh, to have him stand up with them, as he was known to dance well, but he never released his husband long enough for another alpha to steal the Duchess away. So he'd just be a real attentive and sweet, <laughs> and not following the rules of polite society by being like, all right, I'll dance yeah. for premeditated, like, good <laughs> relationship-building reasons. Yeah, you're like, I'm just gonna dance with my Omega because I want to. Because I want to. Instead of... Um, be a host and dance with all the guests that you invited to your aunt's yeah, house. Yeah, you are, you are supposed to, um, especially if there are, you know, 
single like single ladies which here might be single omegas mm-hmm. you're supposed to like just for like you know be like hey to would you like show them off a little yeah, bit yeah to like show them off because yeah. like you're married so you could just be like come like here let me like let me dance with you to show that you know how to dance and then someone else will want to dance yeah. with you and also we can like catch up and yeah. like talk about who's single yeah. for you <laughs> right? yeah exactly i get it the duchess blushed as the supper hour approached and people whispered but did nothing As the music died down and the couples began to line up to enter the dining room, the smell of white soup in the air, there was, uh, I'm not sure what white soup is, but I have been craving soup all damn day, so I don't even care. I was like, "Mm, white soup gives you. Let's see, white soup. It could be a chowder. I was going to say like some kind of cream soup. It could be a potato soup. Potato. I do love potato leek soup. Mm. White bean soup? That's a real thing. Yeah, that could be a bean. I or like a turnip or something. Yeah. Oh, fa- I don't want that, but like, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's many white foods. I just felt like a word was missing. <laughs> yeah, it's that it doesn't immediately conjure. I like that I know it's a white soup, but I I can't immediately be like like if I walked into my house, it was like mm, white white. <laughs> But like I understand, I understand they probably didn't mean like they could smell the whiteness of Ooh, the soup. And like, um, man, I love garlic so much. There was like a garlic, like a forty clove garlic soup. <laughs> that was it's like white, it's yeah, like white yeah, soup because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, some like beans or pota- probably potatoes. I'm like, yeah, that's white. That's white soup. Can't see it. Can't smell it. You're just like walking. You're like, that's a white soup. That I can smell. That's a white soup. It's <laughs> a white garlic soup. The smell of white soup in the air, there was an added indignity to seeing the Duke and Duchess go in near the head of the line. Mr. Charlenon was on Captain Gia Cometti's arm. Miss Bingley and Miss Withers took seats together near the hapless Lady Gallistonbury. Without speaking, both of them were of the same mind. Some flaw in the Duchess would have to be found, lest the weight of their inadequacies in comparison crush them both. Oh no! What if she's really nice? But she pretty. can't, she can't be nice. <laughs> what if he's really nice and pretty and we're just... Terrible. Bad people. Yeah, we're just bad. <laughs> we're just bad people. That would that's be upsetting. Why we don't get to be duchesses. That would upsetting. be upsetting. Lady Galstonberry, you must tell us about his grace, the Duchess. Miss Withers purred. Why? It is He's confusing. Stunning. The pronouny part of it is like the Duchess. Yeah, they're using all the same like nomenclature of like he, the Duchess, and I would assume she, the Duke, at some point, or she, the Count. I do understand that maybe Duchess is just being used in the context of like. The married partner. Well, it's become like the omegafied versus the feminized, which like, yeah, yeah, it is harder with also pronouns of he and she. Like, if everyone was non-binary, we would just like figure this out much faster. Um, But I do like it's like a like a Punnett square instead of a a one or the other. Right, right, right. (laughs) That's just fun. Miss Withers purred. Why, he's stunning. I hardly recognize him. He was so plain before. Marriage agrees with him. Miss Bingley added. He is the most original Omega I have ever met. Lady Gallistonbury took a sip of her wine and sighed. Why, we invited him for dinner two nights ago. And do you know what he did? What? What? Well, he was at home and the Duke was out. So they did not arrive together. The Duke arrived first and the Duchess meant to come with Lord Feltman. But if you can believe it, he arrived on foot. (gasps) Why? On foot? And in his dinner dress as well, though he had had a very sturdy overcoat and walking boots. Why ever would he do that? Miss Withers was too bewildered to be offended. She could not imagine walking anywhere in town alone at night. She was certain that something would befall her if she dared it. Oh, well, it was the funniest thing. The Duke asked him why he hadn't come in a carriage, and the Duchess said, Oh, we have more than one? <laughs> and when oh, he asked why... sweet, sweet, <laughs> right, innocent so like, baby. Like, I'm sorry, you took the carriage. 
So I assumed I was going to walk because you took the carriage. That's, we have more than one? Yes. <laughs> I would have picked you up. <laughs> that would be really funny to have no idea if you're like, if you had a two car household, <laughs> you just have no idea. You're like, oh my God. Be like, you're like, I didn't walk into the garage. I didn't know. Why would I know? I don't, I don't go through the back entrance. I just got here today. <laughs> I just got here today. The Duchess said, oh, we have more than one. And when he asked why he never hailed a hackney, he said, I don't have any money. <laughs> Fair. She doesn't. Fair. Doesn't carry any cash on him. Oh, yeah. You just got here. What am I going to do? Rip an earring off? No. No. I don't have any cash. Miss Bingley, whose knowledge of money was such that she could have priced the Duchess's clothing to the penny and reliably described the income of every eligible alpha she knew, choked. The poor Duchess told me during my morning call the next day that after the party, nothing would do for the Duke until he took the Duchess into his study and showed him where the safe was. Can you imagine? He walked all across London because he hadn't received his pin money. But he was very civil to me, even though I am hardly out and he is married and settled already. Hmm. How nice. Miss Withers thought, rather unkindly, that Lady Galstonbury would never be married and settled if she did not learn to keep quiet. That's, was, that's true. I mean, probably true, but... It's like, you need to stop. Don't be such a gossip. You're, <laughs> you're a, a single gossip. lady. You gotta at least gossip with just your one friend so that it doesn't get out to other places. It's like me. I'm smart. There was little else to, to be gleaned at dinner uh, for Mrs. Bingley and Withers. Despite their best efforts, no one could be coaxed to speak ill of the Duchess or the Duke. Their scandalous behavior was considered only eccentric. Their exquisite clothing was thought to imbue upon them every other sign of good breeding. Their odd habits were being discussed as forward thinking and reasonable. What? Reasonable. Yeah, right? Like just these, oh, like we could make fun of them, but we could also be like, wow, what trendsetters. <laughs> I wanted to make fun of them. Damn it. Now everyone's going to be walking around with no money <laughs> as a trend, pretending to be poor like the Great Gatsby. <laughs> oh, God, it always comes back. I walked here to be fashionably late. I didn't want to hail a hackney or whatever that was. Yeah. What was it called? <laughs> yep. Yeah. A hackney. I know words. It's just like a horse. horse yeah, like a, yeah like, a, like a horse taxi. Yeah, like <laughs> a horse. I figured yeah. it out. <laughs> One pair of Omega Twins, firmly against Mr. Katsuki a season before, were now firmly convinced that he was one of the most intelligent men they had ever met. He swam, they said, with his husband, and he walked frequently, and he was clearly in fine health. Every Omega ought to be, ought to ape his level of activity. The twins had barely declared their intention to walk daily in their garden for an hour before another man, a noted dandy, spoke of how the Duchess's new style of gloves sent him into raptures. Just like everyone's like picking apart their style, being like, well, I want to be like that. They're like, wow, what beautiful leather gloves. What cool, quirky couples. I want what cool, what cool tight leather gloves. I want tight leather gloves. I mean, he is married to the Duke, so like he Makes sense. is high enough that he can be the trendsetter. Several guests surreptitiously tried tugging their gloves to see what they would look like tighter. As for the Duke, no one could blame him for falling so madly in love, nor fault him for behaving honorably. It was agreed that a lonely but rich alpha ought to exercise his power of choice when choosing a spouse, when his family members were few and his house empty. In short, they were quickly made sensible and charming by everyone. By the time supper was being cleared, Mrs. Bingley and Withers were entirely defeated. Every avenue of attack had been thwarted. Not one scrap of damning information nor one resentful ally remained with them. It was clear to these two Lady Omegas that if they wished to improve their station in life, they would have to worm their way into the Nikiforov's good graces. And so, after dinner and between sets, the two of them sought out the Duchess. He was on Duke Nikiforov's arm, drinking lemonade out of a glass and laughing as his spectacles slipped down his nose. The Duke reached out and pushed them back up for him. Good evening, the Duke said, when he caught sight of them. 
Your grace, Miss Bingley said with a very proper curtsy. Beside her, Miss Withers followed suit. The duke's waistcoat matched his husband's dress, and his cravat pin had a sapphire to match the duchess's jewels. They were well matched, both in the details of their attire and in the bright smiles on their faces. The duchess passed his glass of lemonade, and the duke went so far as to drink from it. Miss Withers shuddered. This is a lovely ball, isn't it? And my Yuri the loveliest of all. Vidya, the duchess said, please. My Yuri doesn't like it when I flatter him, the duke said cheerfully. But as we are married now, he has no escape and will just have to learn to tolerate it. Hmm. I can always poison you, the duchess said mildly. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> banter, banter, it's banter. It's dark banter. <laughs> you are, he I feel several like, stares in response to this guy. I was like, I feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be a country bumpkin making those jokes so early in a marriage. About a duke that you have married yeah. to rise to his, not, yeah. not intentionally to rise to his station, but now that you have gained his station, <laughs> maybe don't. Maybe don't do immediately be like, I'm going to poison you. In front of everybody. <laughs> He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's just a silly pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> you beautiful country boy. He received several stares in response to this comment. Miss Bingley tried desperately to think of something really cutting to say. So frightening you are, the Duke said. He handed the glass in his hand back to his husband. Drink up, my darling. This is our dance. The music for the waltz was indeed beginning, and both Miss Bingley and Miss Withers hurried to curtsy before they took their seats. Neither of them were permitted to waltz, and they watched with great jealousy as the other Omega ladies and gentlemen were taken to the floor and twirled about. It was a dance that promoted intimacy and brought to mind all kinds of things which well-bred Omegas were meant to remain in ignorance of. It's too sexy. <laughs> the waltz too sexy. sexy. One, two, three. One, You're touching two, both three, hands at the one, same time. And I think you do have to touch each other's waist, which is yeah. like scandal. Yeah. I know... <laughs> You have a curve on you now. I can feel the curve of you. I'm touching your dress. Crazy. And your dress is touching you, which we all know is the transitive. <laughs> I'm going to stab you one of these days. Because <laughs> if the knife stabs you, but I don't, then I'm not stabbing you. <laughs> Reverse transfer property. If I throw it at you, I'm not stabbing you. That's true. Then it's just the knife <laughs> stabbing you. the knife is stabbing you. It's not my fault and no one could tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Anyway. If I'm the dress and you're the, the dress, <laughs> then we're both touching the dress. Yeah, it's like if I'm wearing the dress and you're wearing the dress, we're both wearing this dress. Like that's, that is correct. That is how the transfer property works. But if I'm touching the dress and you're touching the dress, then we're both touching the dress. Yes, that's, that is literally how it works. <laughs> but we're not necessarily touching each other. If I'm unless, touching the unless dress. Unless we're both wearing the dress and then yes, we are probably both touching each other. <laughs> it's pretty hard not to. I'm touching the dress and you're touching the dress. And the dress is touching you. And who's driving and, the bus? And who's driving the bus? In their attempts to catch husbands, the two ladies had learned any number of shocking things about indelicate subjects, and so both of them, when asked, professed a dislike for the waltz. But even if their dislike had been unfeigned, both of them felt that the way the Nikiforovs danced, it made it look like the best dance ever created. The end of the ball came as quite a relief for them. They piled into Miss Withers' uncle's carriage together and groaned in unison. Can you believe it? He is so... He is so... I suppose the modiste could fringe my wrap with beads. Green ones. I suppose my gloves can be altered. The season has barely begun. He would not mind if we called on him, would he? We can take Lady Galstonbury. The two of them exchanged matching looks. You know, Miss Bingley mused, Colonel Warby seemed particularly interested in you. Oh. Indeed, Miss Withers said. Indeed. And he has no sisters or mother. A fine thing for you. We shall go to the modiste in the morning. Miss Bingley fanned herself, as she often did when she was thinking and could not get up to pace. As for myself, as for yourself, I believe Duke Nikiforov has a cousin who would suit me nicely. Recently jilted, no doubt in need of comfort. 
Caroline, you never comfort anyone in your whole life. Eleanor, <laughs> what? It's true. You're better off ignoring him charmingly and making him think of courting you is all his own idea. Perhaps we ought to ask the Duchess what methods he used to entrap his grace. Perhaps. They gave each other another secret smile as the carriage pulled up alongside Miss Bingley's sister's house. Miss Hurst was in a delicate condition, and Mr. Hurst preferred to begin drinking early and stop drinking late, so the house was dark. Only a footman remained at the door to assist her in. Over the next few weeks, shawls and wraps acquired heavy fringes with beads and bells and jewels. Gloves were worn fitted to above the elbow, laced up with brightly colored ribbons. A number of Omegas joined forces to create walking groups that took the air daily in very plain pelisses and boots in order to improve their health. <laughs> Just walking <laughs> becomes in fashion. So I'm like, I feel like walking was a thing, but like maybe not. I'm like, what else is there to do? Walk around. <laughs> maybe not for fancy people. They gotta sit and they gotta get thick skin. I don't know. Tanned. Yeah. Tanned. You gotta, 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 gotta like, have good walking shoes. Yeah. You gotta like read books, but not too many. Work on your painting, embroidery, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your language skills. And do a lot of sitting yeah. um, and yeah. relaxing, fainting, <laughs> yes, <laughs> etc. Miss Withers was married at the end of the season and became Miss Warbly with great pleasure. More so at finally being able to wear a cap than due to any particular inclination for the colonel. <laughs> you know? She's just like, I'm happy that I get to... I'm glad I get to be here. It's like being excited about the engagement ring. Yeah, and the, yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be like, I just, thank um, God I have I a ring now. I just wanted to be a missus and now I have that. Check. Check off. Now I can do the waltz, even though I don't want to. Miss Bingley's hopes for Georgie Popovich came to naught, but as she disliked him excessively upon their first meeting, she did not think of it as a failure on her part, but on his. She lived with Mrs. Warb Warby for three years following the Warby's wedding, and then Colonel Warby was deceased in battle. The two ladies set up house together in town and lived together for the rest of their days. Wow, that was a tragic turn. We're... we're she didn't really like him anyway. That's fair, yes. We're just wrapping up all the loose ends. This yeah, is like yeah, the yeah. this is the ending piece of this uh yeah, 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 yeah. Neither of them ever made significant inroads in friendship with Lady Galstonbury, and they were confined to envying their wealthier peers from afar at balls. And as for the Duke and Duchess, they continued to be very scandalously in love with each other, and to spend a suspicious number of hours alone in their library. They published a number of texts of geometry that were well-received, and they adopted a kennel full of hunting dogs that they doted on excessively, and they ignored entirely all the nonsensical advice given by the parson's wife and others of her ilk. When they chose, their house was always full, and when they were tired of company, they retreated up to their estate, closed in by the snow, and spent every hour in perfect bliss with each other. They grew quite old that way, though it did not make any difference in the number of compliments the Duke bestowed on his husband. Long after they had been quite forgotten by the Miss Bingleys and Miss Withers of the world, they continued to be very happy. The end. Aww. I know. I was like, he's really sweet. That's so cute. <laughs> very cute. Very like, I don't know. Something about it was just like, wow, this is like not like any other fic that I have read and like is so interesting. <laughs> like we have so much going on. And yet also this is like such a nice um, little capsule of a world. So cute. So cute. <laughs> so cute. So thank you, um, Seventh Star, for uh, your work. And if you liked that, please uh, comment on this fic, which came out, uh, I want to say, in 2018. Uh, yes, 2018. And she has since um, written very similar things, uh, as well as other people that like this combination of stuff. It did really. I really liked the Regency stuff. 
I really like the rules of etiquette mm-hmm. and like all of that. So it's a nice like place to live and like, okay, yeah. I know where we're going from. I yes. can kind of picture where we are. The boundaries are very secure. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to lay everything out for me yeah. because I can be like, okay, we're at like a big house. Everyone's wearing fancy dresses. I kind of understand the dancing that's happening. Like I get the atmosphere. Right. Now we're just sprinkling in the pieces right. of Omega. <laughs> but yes, that was what I found in uh, my my little corner of historical AU. That was cute. <laughs> Very cute. Little fandom I didn't know too much about. Uh, another part of ABO I didn't really know about yeah. that I like. What's going on next week? What is going on next week? <laughs> I don't well, know. Is it like crossover or something? No, no, no. Um, no next, we've already done crossover. No, no, no. Next week is Soulmate Mark. Ooh, fun. I hope, you had a, I hope you have a good time perusing Soulmate Marks. I remember oh. really having a good time like seeing what the variety of possibilities was when I had this one. Oh, yeah. Good no, stuff. Soulmate Marks is always fun. So it should be fun next week. Excellent. All right. Well, come, come back next week to find out which Soulmate Mark and which fandom we we dive into we explore we explore in the meantime uh we've referenced the patreon a couple of times if you want to get on that we're doing something (laughs) continue to be we're just gonna be weird until the end of the year and then we're probably gonna keep being weird and then it continues on but it it continues on into the new year but we'll yes yes, maybe not be as weird as as monstery because we got a little monstery so check that out uh patreon.com slash fine pairings podcast and the patreon is five dollars a month for two episodes but if you would like to not uh be subscribed to the patreon you don't like smut or if it's not your jam yeah but you would like to help us with our podcasting fees and um you know our liquor budget uh (laughs) our mic budget and our liquor budget yeah there's not a like I was like, some of the expenses, they... they Help us buy some white soup. (laughs) Help us buy some white soup. Uh, You can also uh, buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi. And there you can throw us... I think we have a a coffee marked down for three bucks. Um, So, But you can send over... for all three of us. You can buy one. Just pick your favorite host and buy them a coffee. The other way you can help support us is by leaving a five star on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a five star review on either of those platforms and take a screenshot and send it to our medias or email, then you are entitled to collect a 500 star fan. 500 <laughs> star? Good Lord. They're sick. It's fine. Oh, man. The cold medicine. It's taking me down. This bourbon. <laughs> um, the 500 word. 500 word fanfic with no promises that it will be good or worth any stars. You might not worth any stars. Might be not worth a single star. But you can request Grace or I to write that for you and you can request what it is about and we might end up reading it at one of our end of season finales. Uh, finales. And so you can get in touch with us with all of the socials. We are at Fine Pairings Pod on Twitter and then Fine Pairings Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, tumblr and also find pairings podcast at gmail.com and that's all she wrote <laughs> we will see you next week bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>